Welcome to the Building Business Podcast. I'm Angeline Lawrence, your host, and for Lawrence Jackson, and I have a special guest with me today, Miss Kate Bryan. And Kate, just say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, Angeline. I'm excited to be here. Um, we're so excited to have you here. Just to give you a brief background, Kate is an Emmy-nominated producer, writer, storyteller, and she's a founder of One Girl Revolution and host of the One Girl Revolution podcast. Kate has a background in media as well as public relations. So we're just going to jump right in. Kate, tell us a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship. Um, my understanding is you, were, you worked in media and PR, but now you're actually doing more things that are creative. So yeah. how did you make that shift? Yeah, I think my entrepreneurship journey, like so many, I think started when I was a little kid. Like I always tell this story about when I was four years old, I started a lemonade stand and the proceeds, the profits would go back to support different community efforts. And so I kind of always had this little, this little entrepreneurship spark in me and simultaneously always wanted to find ways to give back in different ways. And so, like you said, um, I worked in PR and media for over 15 years and then really kind of wanted to go back to that entrepreneurship spark. And I had all kinds of ideas, different things I wanted to do, organizations I wanted to start. Um, but one thing that kept coming back to me was this idea of one girl revolution. And to me, that's the reality that every single person, it's not just girls and women, but every single person has the power to change the world through their life. And so about three and a half years ago, I moved from Washington, DC. So I was doing PR and media in DC just um, living, breathing, drinking, you know, everything that was going on um, in the nation's capital and just got burnt out and wanted to come back to my, my home, come back to Michigan, move back to Detroit. And um, I started One Girl Revolution. I always had this idea that it would be kind of videos and different types of media. Um, but I started it as a little podcast and thought if I could just do 10 episodes, that would be um, a big success story because the majority of podcasts only make seven episodes. So I thought if I could get to 10, um, now I'm at 137 podcast episodes and we're, we have a lot planned for this coming year. Mm -hmm. um, ended up making, I know we're going to talk about it, made a documentary. I have a second documentary coming out really soon, which is exciting. So um, it just kind of started as this little spark of an idea. And, and I guess my advice to every single entrepreneur or somebody that just has an idea or a dream is to just go for it. And sometimes it can be in the little ways. Like for me, uh, I was giving, getting a lot of advice from people like, oh, raise a hundred grand and then do one girl evolution or, you know, do this or do everybody had different ideas of how to actually do it. And I'm not saying that I did it in all the right ways. I definitely have made mistakes along the way, but I think the, the biggest thing, the most important thing is I jumped and I've tried and I figured it out as I've gone, I'm still figuring it out. Um, and that's okay. And that's really beautiful. Yeah. And I want to touch on, on the part that you said about having an idea, because many times as entrepreneurs, um, you get so caught up in, your daily grind, but there have been studies that say that creativity is one of the most important skills that an entrepreneur or an employee can have. So talk to us about how you use your creativity to even go through your process of making that transition and then deciding on the project that you wanted to work on. Yeah, I think that um, creativity is interesting because even myself for a long time, I didn't necessarily see myself 
as a creative person, right? Like my sister is an artist. She's very creative. And I see that, you know, I think there are so many definitions of creativity, but to your point, we, we all have this spark of creativity and maybe, maybe we might not be an artist. I'm not a painter. I can't really draw. Um, but this creative spark of coming up with an idea, how do I tell this person's story? How do I, how do, what questions do I ask to help them tell their story on the podcast? And so I think it's really important for us to, to dig down deep and find what our creative spark is, find out what our creativity is. Um, and then also I would say make space for it. It's hard in this, in this world that we live in. It's so busy. We're constantly running from one thing to another, looking at social media. I mean, we're just bombarded with so many different things. And for me, sometimes I have to step away from all of that and be like, okay. And that's what I've done the past couple of weeks, just with Christmas and new year's. I think a lot of people have, have created some space then, but to sit down and say, okay, what do the next couple of months look like? What are things that I'm going to focus my attention on? How do I, you know, for me, I'm always thinking about how to creatively get people in media, how to get media coverage. And so for me, I sat down and was thinking about like, okay, how do I have this next documentary coming out? Hopefully it comes out before Women, Women's History Month. It's an incredible woman. And, you know, how can I tie it to that? So just creating the space to actually have the bandwidth to utilize your creativity is really important too. It is. And taking that step back is so important because it helps you to take your next steps. Um, many times we'll run down a path until it runs out in terms of, and we know that as entrepreneurs, you have to know how and when to pivot and creativity is crucial in that. Now you mentioned media coverage. You were actually on a segment of Good Morning America. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So this is actually the best PR 101 lesson of all time. Um, like I said, I worked in media for many years and everybody always was like, how did you get, how did you land Good Morning America for One Girl Revolution? And the truth is I happened to be on Facebook one day on Good Morning America's Facebook page. And I saw an email address. The email address was from a producer who was looking for a specific segment. They were doing some segment on like dating in West Virginia or something random. I'm in Michigan. I'm not in West Virginia, whatever. Um, but I saw the email address and I was like, I've got nothing to lose. I'm just going to email them and say, Hey, it was right in the thick of um, COVID. It was in the first couple of weeks of when nobody really knew what was going on. And I emailed them and I said, Hey, um, I run something called one girl revolution. We have all these different amazing stories. I'm covering a lot of stories that of women that are making a difference in the world during this time, women and girls. Um, if you ever want to be connected with any of these stories, uh, I think that they would make great segments for good morning America, never thinking that they would choose to cover one girl revolution. I thought, Oh, here are all these amazing stories that we just have in our, in our, um, on our website and like on the podcast. And it was one year later that I heard back from them and they reached out and they said, Hey, we're working on segments for women's history month. And we would love to highlight one girl revolution. And so, um, yeah, that like then a month later, this segment ran and it was so cool and such a on, <laughs> but I just tell people that story because we, we always think like, Oh, that could never be me. I could never like be on TV, but Sometimes it's just being create creative back to creativity, yeah. <laughs> being creative and thinking outside the box. And for me, it was like, I found that email address on Facebook and I was like, I've got enough. She could just very well delete it, but she responded. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that's key because sometimes you have to act, actually seek out information. 
because many times it's out there, but if we don't seek it out and as part of our little planning process and our creative sessions, then you, you might've missed out on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to, to uh, piggyback on what you said, many times things don't happen when you think they will, but you laid that groundwork. And I think being creative helps you do that. It helps you to lay the groundwork for things to occur when they actually should occur. Um, I also want to touch on March's uh, Women's History Month. And with your podcast and your documentary, you have given voice to women's stories who are really making an impact in our country. And let's just talk about your documentary for a minute, The Girl Inside, and the importance of covering incarcerated women. Um, Many times you may not equate that with a trailblazer, but Tell us one of the stories of one of the women that was, or there are several women you've covered who have, who were once incarcerated and now are making an impact on their community. Yeah. Um, so the girl inside, like it sparked really out of my interest in the topic of incarceration. Many people don't know. Most people don't know that women are the fastest growing population in jail and prison like it's gone up 700% since 1985. And why is that? There's so many reasons for it, but I think women are particularly, it's, they're an interesting, I guess, quote unquote case study because um, men and women are different and all experts will tell you this. Women, there's always some exterior motive. So there's either a boyfriend, a husband, a pimp, a whatever, um, or they're trying to feed their kids. So they're like, they end up doing something because they're trying to take care of some exterior thing um, for the most part, not always. And so um, I had kind of been reading about that, having conversations with people. And I stumbled upon this professor, Dr. Laura Biagi, who's featured in The Girl Inside. And she was teaching this very innovative class in um, Cook County Jail. And so I started talking to her. I was like, would you be up for going into the, into the jail if I could take a film crew? It's crazy. They're never going to let us do it. But um, we just started, like, I just started making phone calls and working on it. It took us a year to get clearance to go in. Um, but just about these women, these five women, so there's five women that are featured, as well as Dr. Laura Biagi. And I would say that each of them, including um, the professor, all one girl revolutions in their own right. And it really is that the girl inside really is the embodiment of what one girl revolution is, no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, no matter where we've come from, no matter where we're going, no matter what we're experiencing right now, no matter what we will experience down the road, we all have a, have the power to change the world through our life. We all matter. And so um, I just think that it was such a great opportunity to highlight that and to highlight the uh, you know, how we're all the same at the end of the day. Like we're all, I remember sitting in the room and you'll see, if you watch the documentary, sitting in this room with the five women and the professor and the professor was running, um, all the women through like a one day course. They had already gone through her academic class. Um, a couple of, they actually taking a couple of college classes throughout their time at Cook County. But, um, I just remember sitting there with the women and being like, we're all one step away from Cook County, right? Like, have we been born into a different place? Had we been raised with a different family? Had we run around in the same, in a different crowd of friends or dated somebody? I mean, you start thinking about, you start hearing these stories and you're like, oh my gosh, they are me. Mm-hmm. I, 
And um, these women, they're just so profound and they share some of their stories in the, in the documentary. We didn't share what they had done to end up in Cook County. They all knew that they deserved to be there for a time. Um, but I didn't think that that was important. I think it was important to, to humanize these stories and share these stories with these women. But I think one of the most profound things one of the women shares is, uh, well, there's a lot of things that came out of the documentary, but one of them is she says, I was an empty shell when I came to Cook County. And I think that a lot of times back to even what we were talking about with creativity, you can just kind of be going through the motions and not take a moment to think and stop and be like, is this what I want? Like, is this what I really want to be doing? And so it's important to take those pauses here. This woman Sarah ends up, Sarah ends up in Cook County. And she was like, this was the first time in my life that I actually got to like sit and be and reflect and like, what do I really want? Then she took this class. Um, the class is called storytelling as a healing art. So the whole idea is how can you move beyond something that you've been through or something that you've done if you don't know how to talk about it? And so, um, yeah, there's just a lot to, a lot to unpack there, but I just think that these women were such a great um, such a beautiful example and, um, the, an example of how all of us have the power to change our own lives, um, but also yes. make an impact in the world. They shared stories about how they were helping one another in, um, Cook County and like when they were going through difficult times and, um, you know, how they've been there for their families. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just, is really beautiful. And so that documentary really opened, my eyes even more so to the topic of incarceration. And so we've done a, a 10 episode series on incarceration that I encourage everybody who's, who's listening to go check out because um, there's so many different perspectives, everything from professors who are experts on this topic of women in incarceration to sister Helen Prejean who works with death row inmates um, to formerly incarcerated women, to, um, a girl, a woman actually here in Detroit, whose parents were incarcerated and now she's helping other children of incarceration. So, um, there's just a lot, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Th there are so many aspects of this prison system and the impact that it has on our community that many of us, um, may not even think about, especially when you talk about the children um, you know, when their parents are gone, where do they go? Some are in foster care, some are not, but they still need that support. And I think you sharing those stories um, is pivotal to, as you stated, humanizing, giving, uh, bringing a human aspect to, to women who have been incarcerated for whatever reason, because we are all human and we all have a story to tell. I think as entrepreneurs, we really have to hone that craft of storytelling and using creativity and doing that is, is key. Just to wrap up, tell us one of the most important aspects of creativity. How does it play in your work? And what, what do you have on tap for your next project? Yeah. Um, so creativity for me, uh, it really is everything. Like I think, um, you know, everything that I do through One Girl Revolution, there's always some element of creativity with it, whether it's the podcast and trying to creatively think about how different stories fit together or how, um, if I have some similar stories, like I, last year I covered a lot of Detroit women, which is amazing. And there's so many great things here, but I was constantly trying to think about like, how do I make sure? Cause we cover stories nationally 
how do I make sure that it doesn't kind of get pigeonholed into just this only happens in Detroit, we happen everywhere. Um, and so I think that creativity really is the um, blood of everything that we're doing. It's like pumping through my veins and I try to make space for it and make time for it um, more than ever. And one thing I just wanted to add like onto the last thing, and I think this is important for everyone who's listening it's so important for us to know how to tell our own story as well. And I don't think that we take enough time. I was at an event um, last week and somebody was asking another person questions like, tell me your life story. And they were like, uh, I mean, I was born and then, I, and they just got like, kind of didn't know how to tell their story where mm -hmm. me, that's one thing because I'm working with women every single day on how to tell their story. And then I'm thinking about how do I tell their story? Um, I've learned and I'm still learning like how to tell my story in a succinct way and knowing your audience and knowing who you're talking to and knowing the things that are important. And I think as an entrepreneur, we need to be able to tell a good story about ourselves. And it should just be like in 60 seconds, if you have, you know, if you have 60 seconds um, to tell your story or to talk about what you're doing, how do you do that? And that's like a great PR 101 lesson too, to sit down and like write it out if you need to, or practice in front of a mirror, but just knowing how to tell a good story, even about yourself and even about your business. Um, to your question about what is next for one girl. Um, so we are starting back the podcast this year. We have a lot of great things planned um, with the podcast. And then one of the big things that we're uh, working on right now is our next documentary is hopefully coming out in the next couple of weeks. So it's really exciting. Um, it is a woman based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She opened up a restaurant and she hires people that no one else will hire. So people coming out of jail and prison. So there's a connecting thread there. It's very different from the girl inside, but um, there's a connect, there's some connector threads. Um, she hires pregnant women. She hires kids being targeted by drug dealers. It's, the restaurant is in the worst neighborhood in Milwaukee. So it's a really powerful story, but her story gets even more powerful. We filmed that actually before the girl inside. And then, um, a lot of different things happened. The jail wanted us to get the girl inside out first, just because COVID had already hit and they were, nobody was wearing masks, of course, in the, in the documentary, because it was before COVID um, that we filmed it. And so they were trying to get us to get the girl inside out. So we switched gears, but what's incredible is Caitlin, the girl that's going to be featured in this next documentary, her story got even more incredible. So we filmed at the restaurant it's a bustling restaurant before covid and then when covid hit um a couple months later she shut down her restaurant and has only been feeding people in need and she's got donations like there are so many different elements that have kept her restaurant going but she's mm -hmm. ended up feeding 115,000 people throughout the pandemic and she was she's doing a better job feeding people than the city of Milwaukee. And so the city of Milwaukee gave her uh, a huge grant to continue her work. And so um, it's a really powerful story. Uh, and so that's what we're really excited about. Awesome. That's, that's wonderful. And congratulations on getting these stories out. Um, close, I just wanted to mention that when I read your letter on your website that you were looking as part of your creativity process, you were looking for women's stories and you didn't find any really. And I, I applaud you that even during this Women's History Month, many of our stories get lost um, there, but they get lost. And I thank you for highlighting these phenomenal women who are extraordinary 
and their everyday walks to help others, they're selfless. And it's just amazing that there are so many women out here that way. So thank you again for joining us. Um, tell us how to find you, how to follow you on social media. Yeah, so uh, our website is One Girl Revolution. So the number onegirlrevolution.com. Uh, people can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at One Girl Revo. So the number One Girl R E V O. And then check out the podcast, the One Girl Revolution podcast. Same thing. Use, we use the number for everything. And then if they want to check out the girl inside, they can either look at our website or go to our YouTube channel, um, which is One Girl Revolution on YouTube. Wonderful. Thank you again, Kate, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And we're looking forward to reading and watching more of your stories about these phenomena. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a joy. You're welcome.